You're listening to Ari Goldwag's Parsha Podcast, recorded in 5767, 2007. This week's Parsha is Parshas Noach. So we come across the idea of the flood. Hashem was very upset at the world. There were many evil people. There was a tremendous amount of corruption. And God decided He's going to destroy the world and save the one tzaddik in the world, which was Noach. The verse states in chapter 6, verse 11, the world was corrupt in front of God, and the land was filled with stealing. Rashi explains on this verse, what does it mean the world was corrupt? It means, people were, were having improper relationships between men and women, and they were worshipping idolatry. And what does it mean, as we mentioned, as we explained, it means that people were stealing. Two verses later, the verse says in verse 13, God says to Noach, The end of all flesh has come before me, because the land is full of stealing. What is the reason why it was ready, God was ready to destroy all of the people, all of the world? Because of the stealing. That was the final verdict. Rashi says, The reason that their, their verdict was sealed was because of stealing. Now the question is, why is stealing? Obviously, stealing is a horrible thing. But why is that the defining factor that, that says God is ready to destroy the world? Why does that seal their gzardin? Why does it seal their final fate and have them signed up for the book of death for the entire world? Why is that the destroying factor? Rabbi Wigner Miller says a beautiful idea, an unbelievable idea, in explaining the whole parsha of Noah, the whole idea of the flood, the whole destruction of the world. Why was it necessary to do this? Rabbi Vigdor Miller says something very interesting, which I never heard before. He says that, in fact, Noah was not the only righteous per- person in that generation. There were other people who were also the Seder. They were okay people. There were many, many evil people and corrupt people, but there were still other people that were also righteous in the generation of Noah. However, they did not reach the level of Noah. Noah's whole desire, his whole outlook in life, his whole tzugang, his whole way, his whole direction in life was to serve God and to try to bring people close to God. But that generation was not ready to listen. His way was far better than even the other righteous people in his generation. That's why God singled him out to be saved. And in fact, we have, a, we have an idea, says Rav Miller, that when there's a gzardin, when there's a decree on the world, so even if there are righteous people, the decree is all-encompassing. The decree is across the board. There are no exceptions to the rule. Except for one exception. And that is the righteous Noah. And he was to be saved. And Rabbi Vigna Miller says an unbelievable idea that the reason why did God decide to do this because God was setting the stage. Hashem was preparing the world for the advent of one person. And it wasn't Noah. It was Avram Avinu. Our great forefather Abraham in order for him to come into the world, there couldn't have been, there can't be all of these descendants of Cain, the evil Cain. There can't be all the descendants of people who are at the core evil. There has to be a new, a new setting, has to, a new stage has to be set. And that stage has to consist of ten generations from Noah, of people who at least, starting with Noah, there's a, there's a root of people who are righteous. And all of the other people had to be destroyed. Now, what was, it so, what was so fundamentally lacking about these people? That's the idea of Hamas, the fact that they were stealing. Stealing somehow represents something so fundamentally off, so fundamentally 
corrupt, that they had to be destroyed. And we need to understand this. But before we explain this, I'm going to show you another place in history, another point of, in time, where we find a similar idea that expresses itself, and we need to understand that as well. And God willing, we'll explain that as well. It says that Rabbi Akiva, the great Rabbi Akiva, for 40 years, he was an ignoramus. He had no information. He didn't learn any Torah. He didn't even know how to read. At the age of 40, he became a Balchuva. He repented. He, did, he learned the Aleph Beis. He started with the Aleph Beis. He learned Chumash. He learned Mishnah, Gemara, Talmud. He learned everything there was to learn. And after many years, he became a tremendous Talmud Chacham, a tremendous scholar. And he himself had 24,000 students. And the Gemara says that all 24,000 of his students died in a plague from the beginning of the Omer, from the time of Pesach through the time of Shavuos. 24,000 students Rabbi Kiva had, and they all died during a small period of time. Now the question was, why did they, did they die? The Gemara says the reason that they died was Shalo Nahagu Kavod Ze They did not show respect for each other. They did not have the proper respect for one another. Now the question is, what's, why did they have to die because of that? Okay, they didn't show proper respect. They had to die, so many people, 24,000 students, it's a tremendous amount of people. And these were all great, they were all very high, on a very high level. And they died because they didn't show proper respect to each other. What's the understanding of that? Now to begin to answer this question, I'd like to share with you a Kabbalistic concept that I do not profess to understand. However, on the surface level, there's something that for sure we can take out of it. And that's what I'd like to share with you. When God first began to create the world, so the first thing that he did was he created something called the Sviros. The ten Sviros, the ten emanations of God call them. The ten Sviros were the vehicle, or were to be the vehicle that God would interact with the world. Because God is above the spiritual, God is above the physical. He's neither. But he has to, in order to interact with the world, so he had to create a system with which to interact with the world. They're called the Sviros. Now originally, when God created these Sviros, they did not have the capacity to give. They only had the capacity to receive. Now in spiritual terms, when you only have the capacity to receive, that defines destruction. Because God is the source of all existence. And in order to exist, a person in some way, or an, or an object in some way, has to be like God. and has to be able to give as well. God only can give, because you can't give anything to Him. He can't receive anything because He's perfect. So in order for something to have existence, to 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 be rooted in God, they also have to have the ability to give. And since the spheres could not give anything, they could only receive, they were God's first creation, they could only receive, they broke. I don't profess to understand anything that I'm talking about, but soon you'll understand why I'm, I'm sharing this idea with you. They broke. And it says in the Kabbalistic works that when they broke, so the broken pieces of these spheres fell down into the lower worlds. And those broken pieces became the root of all evil. Now what this idea means, it means that whenever we find something evil, it's totally because it's based, it's rooted in taking, pure taking. Whenever you have pure taking, total selfishness, that is the root of evil. Whenever you have giving, whenever you have love, that's, the, that's connected to light, that's connected to God, it's connected to the highest things. That's what we see from this whole idea, or at least what I take out of this whole idea. Now, whenever we find in creation, you want to look for good, good is always has to do with giving. You want to see love, when do you have love? As Rav Dessler says, the root of love, ahava in Hebrew is have, to give. 
When do you create goodness? You create goodness when you give, when you're humble. The more selfish a person is, the more evil he is. You look at all of the evil people in history, they were pure selfishness, pure self-centered. That's the root of all evil. The root of all evil is selfishness. Now coming back, let's back up, let's go back to the students of Rabbi Akiva. What happened? There was something fundamentally missing in them. They were missing the idea of respect for one another. They were not totally focused on other people. They were focused on themselves. What can I get out of this? Even though they were learning Torah, even though they were on the very high levels, but they were not properly focused on giving to others. They did not properly give respect to others. Now if these 24,000 people are going to, to be the people who give over the Torah to all of, all of the Jews for all generations, and they have this fundamental flaw, it's not going to work. The Torah is an emanation from God. The emanation from God has to be pure giving. The students of Rabbi Akiva, they didn't have that. They were missing that. They could not be the continuation. The Torah could not continue through them. They had to die. Coming back to the generation of Noah, the flood, the same idea happened. God was trying to create the backdrop to set the stage for Avraham Avinu, our forefather Abraham, to come onto the stage and, and start the whole show over again to be the righteous person who would bring God back to the world. The only way that that stage could be set is if we had a proper amount of giving, connection to God. But what was their sin? Their seren was Batimaleha Aretz Hamas. The land was filled with stealing. Stealing is the ultimate show of selfishness. The ultimate show of, I don't care what's yours. I'm not going to give. I'm going to take. I'm going to take away. Avodah they were serving other gods. God can handle that. They were doing Gili Arayas. They were having immoral relations. God could deal with that. But Hamas, stealing one person from the other, that was the ultimate evil. And that could not be forgiven. It could not be passed by. Because in order to set the proper stage for godliness in the world, there has to be giving. There has to be a, a, a tremendous amount of selflessness, not selfishness. And that's why God said, it is time for man to be destroyed. And Victor Miller says an unbelievable thing. And that is that Noah was the paragon of the tikkun, of the correction for this sin. The sin was taking. The sin was selfishness. What did Noah do for a full year with his family? He had thousands of animals on this boat. All day long, all he did was give. All he did was feed these animals. He had no time to rest, no time to do anything but feed the animals. His whole focus was other-focused. He wasn't allowed to have relations with his wife. He, he wasn't involved with his family so much because his whole family was involved in taking care of all of these animals. And that was his entire life. And that was setting the stage. That was setting the stage, setting the backdrop for Abraham to come into the world and to bring godliness back into the world. And that really is a message for us. Because in order for us to bring godliness into our lives, to bring godliness into the world, we have to learn how to give. We have to learn how to stop being selfish. Automatically, all we, all we do whenever we have interactions with people, our automatic reaction is, Ki Yetzir Leva Adam Ramin Urav. The, the natural state of man is evil because God made a person as part of a person is animal-like. And the animal nature of a person says, give me, give me, give me. But the soul of a person is a piece of God. It's a piece of God that says, I have to give, I have to give. And when a person accustoms himself to giving, and he's constantly in the giving mode, and he's not selfish, and he's not only concerned about himself, when a person has a child and he gives to that child unconditionally, when a person learns how to give to a wife, to other people, to a sister, to family members. 
to all of Kalah Yisrael, to all the people of Israel, that's when he starts to feel like he's really accomplishing something because that's when the godliness comes into him. That's when he truly becomes a mensch, a real person, a person who's taking his soul and lifting up his body. That's the goal of a person. Thanks so much for listening. Have a very good Shabbos. By the way, I'd like to add, sometimes, and this happened with the last few podcasts, the podcasts do not go up well on iTunes. I don't know exactly why. I try each time to fix it. If you want to hear the podcasts immediately, so on iTunes there's a thing that says go to the website. You can click on it. It brings you to arigoleg.com slash torah.html and there it goes up right away. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy it. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me arigoldwag at gmail.com. A-R-I-G-O-L-D-W-A-G at gmail.com. Good Shabbos.